Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition, helping you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And I crushed that new intro. Let's go. And Love we it, got man. a uh, Q&A today. So we got uh, three... Three or four questions we're going to break down today. I, was, I, I literally was going to go. I'm going to pull a Joe Rogan and say, yeah. bring that mic up a I little bit. I couldn't even hear myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hello. Uh, so we got two or three or four questions we're going to break down today. So let's uh, let's get right to it. Um, we got first question. It says, what nutrition institute do you, reme- uh, do you recommend to get certified or expand knowledge? And also, do you recommend getting certified as a personal trainer if the main goal is to help with the nutrition side? Okay. So first and foremost, yes, I do recommend getting certified in both. If you are a nutritionist or a nutrition coach, I think you should go get certified as a personal trainer because if you don't understand the training side of their fitness and health journey, you're missing a huge piece of the pie. Like there's just a massive gap there, right? So you got to have that. Now, if you're a personal trainer and you don't know shit about nutrition, you're missing a big piece there too because I can almost guarantee you that if you're a good trainer and the person's paying you to train, which means that, I mean, they have to have disposable income to pay for that because personal training in person, it's just, it's not cheap. But it means that they really like training because nobody pays for a personal trainer unless they enjoy it yep. realistically because it's expensive as fuck. Or, but, if, or if they don't enjoy it and they really are committed. They value it. Yeah, there you go. You know? Yeah. Um, but like, my point is, is I can almost guarantee that training isn't the problem, right? This is why I became a nutritionist. I was working at a gym and there's two reasons, but the first one was that I was working at a gym and I had clients who were not losing weight yet. They were super committed. They were training with me all the time. They were progressing in the gym. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Tell them to pay for six sessions a week? Like, that's impossible. You know, so I was writing programs for them at the other gym. But again, they would hit a plateau and I couldn't break through it. And then I did a bodybuilding competition. And the only thing I changed was my diet, which I hired a coach to do. And I got shredded. And I was like, holy shit, this nutrition thing is a game changer. So what did I do? I became a certified nutrition coach. I started applying nutrition to all of my clients. And lo and behold, they became the leanest people in the gym. Because I, I fixed the actual problem right? The, the movement might've been a problem at one point, but after a while, like they're strong, they're training, they love the gym. It's not the issue anymore. The kitchen is the issue. So if you're a trainer and you're not certified as nutritionist, I think you're just missing a big piece that could make your clients get way better results. And it's actually probably the real problem at hand. Most people just don't know. People who hire a personal trainer, most of the time, they, they Google search a trainer or personal trainer stuff to lose weight, but they, they don't really sit down and break down where their deep rooted issue is. Usually it stems from binge eating, overeating, uneducated sense of nutrition, whatever it may be. Um, And then the other reason I did, and I think this is applicable to those two, is you add another layer to your coaching that separates you from everybody else. When I became a certified nutrition coach at the gym, I was the only one who was certified nutrition, Mm. which meant that I was the only one who could prescribe diets to the clients, which also meant I was the only one who was crushing results with everybody <laughs> you know what i mean like obviously there's people who don't get the best results because i mean can't anybody say hey eat less mcdonald's eat apples 100 percent. but what do you mean by prescribing just asking actually creating meal plans and d- prescribing macros you're not allowed to do that if no technically you're not even allowed to prescribe a, a legit meal plan if you're a nutrition coach you have to be a dietitian for that mm. right which is one of the reasons why we have a dietitian on staff but yeah. um but 
what you can do is prescribe macros. You can give sample meal plans. You can prescribe supplements, stuff like that. Technically, you can't as a personal trainer, but not even just that because realistically, there's no like fucking gym police coming around and arresting yeah, coaches yeah, who aren't certified. Yeah. They just don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. Until you pursue nutrition from a certification perspective, you're probably not going to understand how to do those Understood, things. Understood, yeah. That's like the main thing, right? Yeah. So I went on a journey to learn those things and now I could provide something that nobody else could provide, right? Comfortably. Comfortably, yeah. 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 And all the, all the coaches can say, hey, stop eating junk food and stop drinking so much alcohol and stuff. But they don't know exactly how to get them to track macros. They don't know how to implement behavior change with food. They don't know how to get them to stop binge eating. They don't know how much protein they should actually be eating or carbs or whatever. They just know, hey, eat, eat healthy food. Eat chicken. Yeah. But how much? Not sure. Oh, dude, the, the amount of people that have came to me over the years and I say, so like, what does your diet look like right now? I eat pretty good. Okay, define pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I eat healthy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? You know, and you start investigating yeah. and it's like. Uh, we got a lot of de- different definitions. Yeah. And you eat healthy most of the time. And yeah. then you binge or you do some. And then there's other people too that I've worked with. Uh, I worked with this Greek uh, lady and uh, she cooked amazing food. But it just, I mean, like the amount of olive oil that she used on stuff. When I finally got her to track, I was like, yo, you got like 50 grams of fat per day just in olive oil like do you realize you just dip it everything it's just olive oil everywhere it's like it's healthy for you but and that's the whole point i eat pretty healthy yeah. okay define healthy i eat um, olive oil all the time okay how much <laughs> Five thousand calories go. worth yeah you know, when i met shannon same thing her family's italian they cook with butter and lots of dough and pastas and it's just layered on you know and so she's like oh, i eat pretty healthy it's all like good ingredients it's like yeah but the calories add up which doesn't matter to her but um point being is like that's something that you become aware of when you become a nutrition coach. So I, th- I definitely think you need to do that. Now, what ones I recommend, um, I think the, the best two are Mac Nutrition University and Precision Nutrition. I think those are the two best ones. Precision Nutrition definitely leans more on the behavior change, the mindset, the habits, stuff like that. Um, and I think I have at times devalued that to value science and macros and things like that more. Uh, but I've kind of came full circle because the truth is, is if I understand the macros and the science and I want to implement that stuff, I can't get you to do it unless I understand the behavior change and the psychological factors, the motivational interviewing and stuff like that, which is all PN. So uh, I did precision nutrition level one and level two, and then I did Mac nutrition university, which I believe you have to have a prerequisite of something like PN just to get into Mac Nutrition University. I'm not 100% positive, but those are the two I would recommend because then you get the best of both worlds. PN is going to be much more like you're going to understand a little bit of the science, but a lot of behavior change, lifestyle, habits, communication, emotional intelligence, motivational interviewing, and then Mac Nutrition, you're going to go into the science. Like talk about research, talk about PCOS and thyroid and bodybuilding and endurance and pregnancy and diabetes and like all the things that you really need to know. They're both year-long courses, I'm pretty sure. So Mac Nutrition University, I know is, um, you know, there's like NASM and there's some like different random holistic ones and there's a lot of different ones. And I just, I mean, plain and simple, number one, if you have to have a prerequisite, it's probably a good sign. It's legit. I was going to say like, I know you don't know exactly, but would your advice be to be take precision before Mac University just because it's more in depth in science and just different? Um, yes, but really only because I think you need to. Right. I would, if you didn't have to have a prerequisite to get into Mac Nutrition University, I would just recommend doing whatever is going to match your clientele most. Okay. So if your clientele is not the type that's going to track macros or is like really struggling with even figuring out how to, like, what is protein? 
Go with precision nutrition. If you have people that want to track macros, get in science, athletes, um, anybody who's more serious. I mean, we don't work with just athletes. We work with some, but we mainly work with everyday people. But they mainly track macros, right? Mac Nutrition University is more geared towards our clientele. But I think you have to have that PN first. Um, I, I just think, too, like, if a, if a nutrition certification course is just a matter of a couple months, I mean, how, how good can it really be? Yep. You know, that's like those weekend courses. You get certified in something like people come out of a weekend course and they're like, I'm a life coach certified. <laughs> like, damn, you spent 48 hours learning about life. Did you, <laughs> you should coach me, Yeah, you know, which is a whole nother thing. But I think life coaching should be reserved to people who have years and years and years of experience and they don't rely on a fucking workshop. To yeah. Tell them. But, um, but yeah, I would go with those two. Um, and then once you get through those, you can start talking about like more advanced stuff. Like, um, the IOPN is a good one. The international, uh, not international Institute of Performance Nutrition. That's what it is. It's a diploma program. So I have, is there like an IFFN or something? ISSN, ISSN. But that's personal training. Oh, gotcha. Um, and they have a nutrition one too. So does NASM, but those are, like I said, not the ones I would recommend necessarily. Um, and then, uh, but like the IOPN, you have to have a prerequisite of a college degree or Mac nutrition to get into that. Um, so it's, again, it's just an next level up. And then yep. the CISSN is the same thing, which is the Certified International Sports Science Nutritionist. And that's ran by JISSN, which is really what puts out a lot of the research and all that kind of stuff, um, which that's like probably the highest level of nutrition you can get. It's just really, I mean, you don't even, unless you go to a college and take the course, it's mainly a, a like the only reason I'm, I'm actually going to take it. So we're going to do it as a group. Brandon Roberts going to lead us through it. It's going to be really cool. So every Same. single person on our team is going to be certified by them, which is dope. So every fucking person on our team is going to have the highest credential you can. Yeah. Assuming we all pass. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but the point is, is like with that one, I actually had to reach out to Dr. Jose Antonio personally and ask him if he would let me take it. And I think if he hadn't been on our podcast and known who I was and recommended some people to us, he probably wouldn't have given me the okay, but he was like, yeah, you're good. Like, I know you don't have a bachelor's degree, but you're fine, which is dope. Wow. Um, but yeah, those are, that's probably the, the way I would rank the, and you took it not yet. Oh, this is the, uh, JS. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. All right. Um, good, good. Let's, uh, move on to the next one. Uh, (laughs) this one is from the Jesse effect. 77 says, what are your top three personal business goals? Of 2020. wonder what effect Jesse gives you. The Jesse effect. Um, that's like the official. <laughs> I'm change my name to the official Cody McBroom. I won't. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, there's all those. There's not that many McBrooms. Yeah, I was so going to say. It'd be even you, stupider you, if I did that. Yeah. Because there's not many of us. Yeah. But there's a few. There's a, there's actually a series of children's books called McBrooms. So it's like McBrooms tell McBroom tells a lie. Wow. McBroom builds a farm. Of course, we had them as a kid because my grandma was like, yeah, give them to everybody. But um, there's so, that one TikTok dude, Austin McBroom. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, kind of. He's like a Mexican dude. He's a he was a TikTok guy, and then he, I don't know if he became a boxer yes, because I, of TikTok. Yeah, because I know. Cause it was like basically well, like two TikTokers were like, I'm going to, we're going to box. <laughs> <laughs> and then Austin McBroom won. Yeah. But the dude's got like holding it down, bro. Yeah. Lamborghinis, all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. It's like, damn, TikTok is 
on another level, man. I keep getting, sp- I get emails. I'm getting emails from somebody who like uh, an ad agency that is like, Hey, we noticed your ads on TikTok, and we want to help you. And I'm like, you liar. I don't even have TikTok. So yeah. get the fuck out of here. Um, all right. Uh, the Jesse effect, my top three business goals of 2022. I want to become a TikTok influencer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I want to become a TikToker. Um, Man, uh, okay, so top three business goals are, uh, for the ones I can share, I'm not going to share like my revenue targets and stuff like that, obviously, but um, the apparel thing is obviously a huge one. So I, I'm setting a pretty big target for the end of the year, and then I'm just kind of breaking it down into 90-day outcomes. What? Impossible goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, impossible game. game. And that is to basically have a completely separate business running. So that means we have... Um, what does that mean? It means having a completely separate business. It means having a website, having uh, apparels, getting sent out, new employees, shipping, printing, doing all that kind of stuff. It's a completely different thing. Filling up with machines and, and stocking items and having the distribution lockdown, like by the end of the year, having everything done. And I have a financial target of like, I think this would equate to it being successful at the end of the year. And then I just broke that down. So like my, my quarter one goal is to have the entire operation started which means we're printing, we're shipping, we have orders online, so some kind of Shopify feature on our site or a Shopify website, um, which is a big goal for 90 days. But um, big big business goal for 2022 is to have the apparel thing going. And it's it's cool too because I've been actually reading uh, some stuff about – I'm reading this thing called The Daily Laws. I told you about the other day, Robert Greene. Yeah. It's like every day is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole first, it's kind of cool. He breaks it into four sections. So every quarter and then every day is different. So January, like quarter one, I started early. I'm not waiting for January 1st. But quarter one is about finding your purpose or rediscovering your purpose. So it talks a lot about like going back in your childhood, going back into like before you do start doing what you do today, like what was the goal? What was the mission? What were you into? What was like what you liked and it's actually really fucking cool to be picking this book up as we're starting this because before I got into fitness, I hadn't even started working out or anything yet. I was try- I wanted to start a clothing company. And I tried to start a clothing company before with a partner after I was a trainer. But I remember hanging out with a guy. Do you remember the story Quipped by South Center? Mm-mm. It was like a boutique back before like online shopping took over. Okay. Um, but they only sold like Crooks and Castles, Supreme, yes. Jordan, shit like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I almost met Wiz Khalifa there because he stopped by there before his concert, which I also went to yeah. at, at uh, the Showbox. Gotcha. But I used to be super into that. Like that was my goal. It's like I'm going to create a streetwear clothing brand. And I was super into music, skateboarding, and tattoos. Yeah, and it was like fashion, you know? So it's cool to like look back and be like, man, like it's crazy that like all those years of drawing and being into that art urban scene is now like coming back, you know, and I'm able to actually do something with it because I'm in a position where I can create it now. Back then I didn't have any funds, didn't have any knowledge, business, anything. Um, So it's it's pretty cool, but that's, that's goal number one. Uh, Not, not necessarily number one as an order, but that's one of them. Um, Number two, we, I have a, a pretty specific like growth goal for the team of like, I mean, I'm a very detailed person. So by the end of the year, how many coaches, how many people is each coach working with? How many clients do we have total that we're helping per month, per year? Um, how are we creating 
structures for incentives and bonuses and trips and prizes and shit like that for the members and for us and all kinds of stuff. And, um, it's, I mean, it's a big goal, but it's by the end of the year. So we're breaking that down into quarters. And I know by the end of quarter one, what needs to be our revenue, what needs to be our total coach roster, what needs to be each coach's client roster, like everything's laid out. Um, and we're making some connections with fellow industries. I'll just say that because I don't want to say anything specific yet because I don't know when this is going to air. Um, that I think are going to fuel that goal a little bit and pump it up because we're tapping into a, a network um, that's going to supercharge things, which is going to be really cool. Cool. Um, but uh, that's a big one for me. And then, I mean, I have the little goal of finishing the fantasy factory, quote unquote. Like I want to get, I got to get the, the axe throwing target built which I'm really stoked about. The throwing knives are dope. Um, the sauna, I got to get the graphic people to come put tailored life and stuff on the walls. Um, we're almost done with the print side where we're going to do shirts and everything. So I, I want to have this all done, but that's not really a stretch goal because technically I could order everything now and just, it's just waiting for it to ship. Yep. Like the hardest part is building the target because I suck at building. Totally. <laughs> um, and actually they look pretty simple, but uh, so I don't know. Like when I think of top three, it's hard. I don't like sharing financial targets, so yeah. I'm not going to share that personally, you know, but, um, but I also have some like really big personal goals. Like I have a pretty hard, like fitness goal right now for like, I have some like max lift tests, a running test, and then I want to get shredded and I want to stay shredded for the whole year. I just want to like actually like get pretty fucking lean and just stay there. Um, I want to get some new toys. Like I'm going to get a dirt bike first and foremost, and then Hopefully I'll get really good at that and that'll give Shannon the okay to let me get a Harley. Yeah. Cause that's my long-term goal. There you go. Um, but like, I have like stuff like that. I want to finish all my tattoos, you know, like for my back and everything. Yeah. Um, I'll probably do my back and my hands this year, but I'll probably wait for my stomach. Stomach's going to hurt so fucking bad, yeah. but I want, I want the whole wrap around, but I have like random goals like that, but for business, I feel like it's the apparel and it's the, the growth of the, the team. Those are the two biggest things. And I think they're kind of, they're aligned and the, the team one's just happening. You yeah. know, it's not like I have to do anything different. It's just, it's in the works and it's just fueling me. And I just have a, it, it's about having a specific destination. So you have that North star. So you keep going in the, the right direction. Yeah. Um, and I think all the little goals fall into like underneath that, mm-hmm. this goal of, of creating tailored coaching method to be the best in the industry means it looks like X, Y, Z. And in order to get there, the podcast does this, the YouTube has to get started back up and has to be doing this. The Instagram pages have to do this. The team events have to be like this. Like everything has to be, you know, put together. Speaking at events is one of them. And I already got two things booked, which is great. Um, I'm going to try to book something with the people I had a meeting with today so I can come talk to their staff, do like some kind of thing. Um, but like just keep speaking at events and stuff like that too. Yeah. You know, but I'm stoked. Yeah. And my, uh, my fee for speaking is going to be uh, to let me have a tailored life apparel booth. So when people are like, how, how much does it cost for you to let, like to come speak? Nothing. Just let me set up a booth, represent the company. Damn. And hand out a shirt to everybody. That's cheap or something. You yeah. Know? Um, a lot of, uh, exposure. Yeah. That's so, sick. Yeah. So if, uh, Sean, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to be texting you because <laughs> I'm coming to you in April and I plan to have things going by then. Damn. I'll probably need a booth. Cool. All right. That's good. Um, Let's go on to the next one. It is from Alex Horrell. It says, do you think commercial gyms will ever get rid of their personal training departments? 
I don't because, and I understand why this question is being asked. If you think about where the industry is going, it over the last decade, what we've seen is group fitness increase, CrossFit, SoulCycle, um, uh, V or V or whatever that is over here, you know, in Washington, which they're crushing it, but like group, group yeah. fitness, right? Yeah. And then we see technology. So templates, algorithms, apps, softwares, trackers, uh, even technology. Peloton yeah. is, I mean, it's, that's, I mean, that's hundred percent technology. I mean, you've got a screen in front of you now and you can like follow along. You can even basically get on Peloton live or something, right? You can yep. like race with your friends yep. and shit. So we see that and it makes personal trainers go, fuck, I'm out of business. How am I going to continue surviving? You know? But I think the truth is, is that you can't, you just can't replace human connection. We just talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just not, it's impossible to, to rem, like, and I don't, I mean, I hate saying this. I mean, I don't know how far they can take artificial intelligence. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen in my lifetime, but I don't believe that you can create a machine or a robot or a technology that provides the same kind of emotional intelligence and empathy as a human being and feelings, right? Yeah. They're saying they got like robots. I want to believe feelings. you. Yeah. I'm there with you, but God. I know. I, I I don't want to even act like it's possible, but to me, I don't feel like it is, and I don't feel like I, I truly believe that there's enough people in the world who agree with that statement that they will not sacrifice the human connection aspect. There's enough hard-head, stubborn motherfuckers like me who will not give in to artificial intelligence yeah. just for the sake of me trying to prove the point of human connection is too I valuable. Agree, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think there's always going to be that. Now, we got to remember, too, like online coaching. I'm a big proponent for that. I actually think it's better than personal training because I can provide you all the same things for less money and I'm there with you all the time instead of me just there for that one hour per week that you pay even more for, right? So granted, there's certain people who don't even know how to squat. They should probably have a trainer because the yeah. trainer is going to be there hands-on, visually in front of you, showing you how to do it, tweaking your technique, giving you cues, and I think that's important. But I just, I don't know. I definitely don't think personal coaching is going to be removed. Uh, personal training. I think some gyms might. There's more and more gyms popping up too that are key card access. Right, they're 24 hours, anytime fitness stuff like that. You know, it's just you just hit your key card and you go in. There's yeah. like a front desk person. That's it. That, that new UFC gym. Mm -hmm. Holy, they moly. have trainers. Yeah, but let's say their training department wasn't producing enough revenue. Yeah, get rid of but them. The gym is. Yeah. yeah, get rid of them. I mean, the the gyms make them their their money mainly on memberships. Because if it's 30 bucks a month to have a gym membership to UFC Fit, let's say, most people will go. But there's a lot of people who just don't go and they're like, oh, I'm not going to cancel it because I yeah. don't want to, you know, just in case I want to go. Yeah. Or just in case I'm in another city. Or yeah. I don't want them to raise the prices. Or they just don't notice because they make enough money, they don't see the $30 <laughs> charge, right? Make enough money slash don't pay attention to their finances enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm guilty of that. Like Shannon Some does things. like the bills and everything. So like there's a lot of times... Where she's like, did this go through? I'm like, I'm fucking, <laughs> I don't, I don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Something I don't want to think about. But there's been memberships that have been docking me for a while that I just was like, holy shit. Especially on the yeah. business side of things. Yeah. I still use your Netflix, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. God damn it. <laughs> uh, you can't, well, no, when we were living together, I was using my stepmom's yeah. Netflix. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's true. My brother uses my Hulu, my Amazon Prime, I think. Like yeah. Shannon's dad uses our Netflix. Like we... We spread them out now. Um, there was one day where I was like, you know what? I'm going to make an adult move and I'm going to get all my own streamings. Because I was using 
other people's shit. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to sign up for all these things. I'm going to be an adult. Yeah. I'm going to let other people borrow mine. There you go. <laughs> you know? Uh, and now we do. But, um, but no, I think, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to get rid of them. I think some might shift to a key card access, but uh, it, it's all, I think it's all dependent on the location of the gym, Yeah, you know, but in, in rural areas, cities and stuff like that, I don't think it's going to be gone. I don't think as a, as a whole in the industry, it's just going to disappear. I think um, there's, there's enough people that, that really value in like personal yeah. training and the accountability of going there. And yeah. Seeing somebody. Um, personal coaching will definitely never leave. I think online coaching will be more prominent than in-person coaching. Yeah. I mean, we're even seeing that. When I first started doing online coaching, the amount of people I would get that would, would be like, so you just do this online? How does this work? Oh, dude. Countless yeah. people. Yeah. Now I very rarely ever get that because it's just a normal thing. Yeah. Only, especially with COVID because even personal totally. trainers had to like try to keep their clients on an online basis. You yeah. Know? But now we get people in our city hiring us because they find me through Google through our city yeah. and they're not working with us in person. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I'm not a trainer so a lot of people don't really talk to me about it but people that have talked to me about it they're like so you you guys just facetime and just yeah. if i'm in my living room yeah i'm like let me give you their number yeah yeah I, I, that stuff always cracks me up because i'm like i've had that asked to me i remember when i first met one of shan's aunts it was like yeah it's usually how it is she yeah. thought i was a drug dealer for sure <laughs> <laughs> like like good catholic Family, like yeah. I come out of my Beamer on 20 inch chrome or black rims, all <laughs> tinted out, blacked out everything, tattoos everywhere. And I'm just like, what's up? I'm an online trainer. <laughs> yeah. She's like, so you like train people on Skype? Yeah, kind of. I just didn't feel like explaining it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay. Shit, who is this? Yeah. Guy? And you got that Beamer from that? Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I started telling people too is like, uh, they would ask me, I'm like, okay, well, let me ask you this. How awkward would that be? And it's always pretty awkward. What? If I'm watching you on a screen while you do exercises in your living room, yeah, kind of awkward, yeah, kind of weird, yeah. To be honest, but it, I, I mean, mean it happens. I mean, people do that. It, they do absolutely. A lot I, of people do. I see yeah. more people do like classes that way. So there's like sure. an instructor, and he's doing the exercises on his Zoom, and then all of his clients are in their living room doing it, and they're yeah. doing it together. But I, I just always picture my face just watching <laughs> the screen, like watching what yeah. you're doing. Yep. Move your elbow. Just two more, two more reps. Yeah. Keep going. Um, and usually they say, yeah, it'd be kind of weird. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So do you think we'd be very successful if that's all we did? Yeah. No. So not, it's pretty awkward, not very convenient, yeah. not very cost effective, but um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think personal training is going anywhere. Definitely not online coaching. Totally. So. All right, cool. That was the last one for today. Uh, there's some great questions. And so I don't know when this is going to air, but just by that second question, I hope everybody can gather up their thoughts and set some personal goals for 2022. Yeah. If you haven't yet start setting them and make sure that you reverse, go back and listen to the podcast we just did before the new year on that, because the statistics show like well over, I think it was, I, I literally think it was 92%, but I don't want to put that out there, but uh, stop their goals by February 1st, which is nuts. Don't be, don't be a statistic. Yes. Do not be a statistic. And the easiest way to do this is just reverse engineer it and actually set a plan. Don't just be like, I'm going to do this and then have no fucking plan of execution. Yeah. Set targets, a specific roadmap, and just do the work. Don't rely on motivation. Build self-discipline because that's the only way you can consistently do it over time. Yeah. Uh, but listen to that episode. Set some big targets if you haven't already. Ask us a question. And, uh, yeah, leave us a five-star rating review. Catch you next time.